Are you tired of nodding along at parties to conversations you really don't understand? Make it make sense with the KYW News Radio in depth podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Okay, I have a confession to make. To be fair, I am a transplant to the city of Philadelphia, but it was not until this year that I learned of Odunde Festival. Shame. Shame on you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't know about it either. You know, I'm a transplant too, living in New Jersey. And yeah, I had to learn all about Odunde this year as well. Sabrina, you're not alone. I had to learn about it myself. It's it's one of those festivals where I looked up and was like, is this really a big deal? And then I find out it is a huge deal here in the city of Philadelphia. It's as it's as big of a big of a deal during the year as anything you'll see out in the Philly streets. And it is such a uniquely Philadelphia thing. Like this does not happen in other places. So Jay and Raquel, this is about our history, our culture, our people. I need you to fill me in. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll make sure we take care of that for you, Sabrina. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And as you've heard, we've got Raquel Williams here to give us all the information on Odunde for uh, people like myself who are a little bit late to that party, but it is certainly a party. So thanks for joining us, Raquel. Thank you. Now, let's start where it starts, all the way back to the origins of Odunde Festival. How did it start? What is the deal here? So the CEO of the festival, Oshambumi Fernandez-West, she started it after her mother back in 1975 went to the festival in Nigeria. She saw the Oshun Festival and she came back and created this festival in 1975. My mother never thought that Odunde would grow to this magnitude. And in Nigeria, they celebrate this festival every year and they're still doing it this year. It's a very... It's, it's deeply enriched in the Yoruba uh, culture and religion. So every year in Nigeria, um, they celebrate the goddess uh, Oshun, and it's considered to be a renewal of a contract between humans and the divine. Um, so Oshun offers grace to the community. Uh, in return, it vows to honor uh, her sacred grove. And so that's what they do every year in Nigeria and here in Philadelphia. It's kind of a turn up situation, if you will, because, (laughs) you know, if it's if it's in Philly, it's a party. Um, And of course, it's deemed as the uh, nation's largest African-American street festival. And we have it right here in Philadelphia. It draws upward of a half a million people every year. And it brings a a lot of money to the area as well. Oh, I'm. I can only imagine how much money this thing brings in. And you just half a million people. This is a really big deal for people who may not know about Odunde. What are some of the sights and sounds? What does Odunde look like? Well, I tell you, if you're going to be on South Street on Saturday, you can't miss the sights. You will not miss the smells and the sounds and everything because it's all about celebrating the African culture. You're going to see lots of colors. You're going to see lots of authentic clothing. There is a feast for your eyes as well as your stomach because there's tons of culinary um, uh, offerings uh, at the festival uh, that takes up 15 blocks down on, on South Street. Um, so you're going to be hearing the drums. You're going to be seeing dancing. You're going to be seeing authentic clothing. There's lots of food. You could shop, artifacts, everything. It is just a cultural explosion of goodness. How about that? 
<laughs> Love that description. And dancing, as you said, is a huge part of it. We talked with Wanda Dickerson from Universal African Dance and Drum Ensemble. In the beginning, we were kings and queens, and we loved to celebrate. So that love that we have for that, we continue to give that to our young people so that they know their culture and know why we do what we do. We teach the children. It's about the baby. So once they come around us, they grow up, they're old enough to stand and hold a drum or old enough to get out and just dance and move. I love that for Wanda, this is about the children. It's about passing on the culture. I honestly really wish I had something like that growing up. So what else is there to Odunde's mission? What other messages are the organizers trying to express to the city of Philadelphia? Um, well, the message is that Odunde is for everybody. Oh, yes. Odunde is for everybody. No matter what your demographic is, no matter what your income bracket is, no matter what neighborhood you grow up at, no matter what city or state, no matter what country you come from, Odunde is for everyone. You don't have to be African-American. It's for absolutely everyone. If you like food, if you like culture, if you like the arts, if you like dance, Odunde is for you. So the, what the message that they're spreading is, is, is one of unity, it's one of inclusion, it's one of love. And that's really what it's all about. If you want to take away the religious context of it and just get into the history of it, I mean, there's something in there for everybody. Now we have to call a quick timeout here, but we'll talk more about what Odunde will look like this year after a two-year hiatus and what Odunde does for the community beyond the festival all year long. We'll have that for you when we come back. I'm Jay. I'm Sabrina. And we're here with KYW's Community Impact Reporter, as well as the host of Bridging Philly, Raquel Williams. And we're talking about the Odunde Festival, which is making its return to Philadelphia this weekend. Now, like so many events, especially here in the city that draw big crowds, Odunde didn't happen the last couple of years because of that pesky pandemic. And a lot has happened in the black community since the last time we saw Odunde. Raquel, do you th- how, how different do you think Odunde will hit? in 2022? Oh, I think it's going to hit quite differently because people are pretty much ready to get out. They're ready to get back to some sense of normalcy. The fact that this this festival is coming back and it's a beloved festival and they haven't seen it in a couple of years because of COVID, I think people are going to be out in droves. We're talking about $28 million of economic impact to the community. Uh, and we are in need of some fun. <laughs> and whenever we can get out and have fun safely, and I know it's going to be safe down on South Street during this uh, this uh, 15 blocks of uh, fun and sculptures and vendors and so on and so forth. I think we're ready. I think we need it. I think we just need to get out and just experience each other, some culture, and just have a good time. It, it's been a while, and I think we're it's long overdue. That was going to be a question I was going to ask is, Unfortunately, we can't avoid it, considering it's a week after what just happened on South Street. There clearly are going to be more security measures and people are going to be at least a little bit more vigilant out there, too, because unfortunately, it's become a slight way of life around here, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, we've got to live our lives. Uh, This is a daytime festival. Uh, And like I said, yeah, absolutely. The police are going to be out there. There will be security. And uh, I think we need to just continue and and fellowship and and gather together outdoors. I mean, you're talking about a weekend outdoor activity. We should be able to do that and just to celebrate and have some fun. And the other thing about Odunde is that Odunde used to run head to head with Pride, which would always be on the same day. This year they were separate. Pride was last weekend. 
was that kind of an intentional move? And do you think it was a good move to split Odunde and Pride from each other on separate weekends? I think it was Pride that moved a little bit earlier than usual. And they wanted to, I think the idea was just to give people more reasons to celebrate on multiple different days. So you could go out for Pride, you can go back out for Odunde. I think that, you know, maybe a positive thing over the past couple of years, I do feel like people have been more comfortable in a good way going out and expressing their identities, whether it is Black, BIPOC, LGBTQ, whatever it is, just proudly celebrating who they are and where they come from. And so giving people two separate weekends to do that, I think can only be a good thing. I think you're right. And whether or not this was intentional, not sure if this was intentional, but Sabrina, you make some really good points. Why not have two separate weekends to go all out and celebrate and they celebrate each other's cultures and backgrounds and everything. So um, if it wasn't intentional, I think it was a good one. (laughs) We just get to party twice. <laughs> it, feel, it, it does feel like it was done to kind of put some respect on Odunde, if nothing sure. else, to give some room there, give Odunde its own weekend. And Odunde isn't just the festival because year round, there's the Odunde 365 programs, which have classes for kids as well as school programs. Tell us a little bit more about that side of it, too. Well, they had a lot of different events that are leading up to June 12th. They had things like the poetry slams. Um, they had things like African head wrapping, uh, tasting food pairing and tasting events. Um, They also hosted a a business round table uh, as well. All of this leading up to the main festival on June 12th. So yeah. I was checking out their website too, and they have stuff year round. They have a school program where they bring classes into schools. They have summer programs for kids teaching dance, cooking, yoga, karate. They have community events like wine and wings and a wellness series. So Lots of stuff going on, just bringing the community together all year round. I would say if you're interested in any of those things the, at the festival or beyond, you can follow them on social media at Odunde Festival. And of course, we'll put links in the show notes and whatnot as well. Absolutely. Odunde is a movement. It's a whole vibe, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it's also uniquely Philadelphia. Like Philly, of all the cities here, feels so much in touch and ready to celebrate our black culture, black heritage. Why do you think that it's so unique here? How is it that Odunde seems to be as much a part of Philadelphia as as soft pretzels and cheesesteaks and 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 <laughs> Phillies and everything else? Why is Odunde in that Philly fabric? Philly is, is so unique. It's it's just the birthplace of so much, the birthplace of America, right? So uh, it makes sense that it's the birthplace of uh, Odunde and where it is celebrated and that is the largest African-American festival in the United States. So uh, it's, you know, it just kind of goes hand in hand. Odunde, Philly, I couldn't imagine any other city doing this the way Philly does it every every year. I think the simple answer is just look at the people of Philadelphia. And we have such a large and proud Black population who we are, you know, going to step up and say, let's celebrate ourselves. Right. And it's going to be right on the heels of Juneteenth. That's the other thing. Juneteenth's one week after this on on June 19th. Odunde is this Sunday, June 12th. We'll put a link to in our show notes to find out all that's happening this weekend with Odunde. Raquel, thank you so much for coming on with us once again. Thank you for having me as always. And now we'll close out our week in our favorite way with an Udo haiku. Justin Udo, what's been sparking your poetic energy this week? A lot of different stories that 
I got to cover, I got to take in, and I, I just got to um, look at this week. And for me, I think the the big one is that we, we cannot not talk about the, the mass shooting down on South Street. And just thought of all of those kids for the most part, you know, they're out there, just want to have a good time, hang out with their friends. And, and people lost their lives, people were injured, just and people experienced uh trauma. So I thought of that, but then a few days later, I got to go to Kappa High School, and there's the uh, the this really amazing, it's Freestyle Love Supreme, they're doing a show here in Philadelphia, and they came and did a master class with the kids on just freestyling, rapping, and stuff, and you got to see the kids just breathe, you know, take a, a step back from what's going on on the streets when they leave school. I got to talk to them about that, and both of those things kind of rumbled around in my head and kind of gave me this week's haiku. So um, I'm going to read this in... Uh, in its true haiku form and with 575. But I also, one thing I do with my haiku is a technique I develop myself is sometimes the haiku works when I just flip it upside down. Um, So I'll read that last line first and the first line last. Here's the haiku for both of those stories. Through pain and heartbreak, young spirits break through the chains to a whole new plane. To a whole new plane, young spirits break through the chains through pain and heartbreak. In Udo Haiku. Justin Udo, as always, putting what's on our minds and in our hearts this week into beautiful poetry. Thank you as always, Justin. And that's it for today. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. Have a great weekend no matter what you do, and we'll be back at you on Monday. <laughs>